This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. Welcome back. This is the Sport Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. I'm your host, George Perry. We just uh, got off the phone with Leila Mentas from Sport Radar US. I have to admit, um, I, if, if you're a, a lawyer, an aspiring lawyer, and you want to be in sports, I, I've, we found an entire industry uh, that I didn't even know existed, and that's uh, integrity uh, and making sure that if, if sports betting is legalized, uh, that you have somebody uh, looking out for your your sport and making sure that uh, they can see the warning signs uh, before before things get out of, out of control. Um, we are going to shift gears now, though, and get into uh, branding. Um, and uh, we are going to bring on John Roberson, who is the CEO of Advent. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, George. Good to be with you. Appreciate you joining us. Um, for those uh, listeners, I, I was looking at your site, and, and the, the, it looks like the, the, the mission statement is that Advent creates dynamic, inspiring, and engaging brand spaces for corporate, educational, and civic institutions. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I to be honest with you, I didn't, uh, I, I've got two businesses today that I didn't even realize were a business. I mean, I know branding was a business, but it seems like you guys have a, a very niche uh, business in that that you you create the branding for and what's relevant to us for particular sports uh, facilities uh, you know like training centers at, at college sport athletic departments and things like that so can you just give a brief overview of kind of what you guys do and then and then we'll take it from there sure again thank you for having me on and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here I appreciate so much what you do to provide information and insights uh, for the sports industry and to describe about what we do uh, we talk about the fact that we're focused on and our passion is around creating experiences that move people and we do that specifically by thinking about the problems that are facing uh, a college sports organization or professional sports organization and the the challenges they face in engaging their audiences. And then our firm tries to set about finding creative, custom, bespoke ways of solving those problems by elevating that partner brand that we're focused on and really wowing their audience. And we do this through interactive exhibits and displays through touch screens, through motion-based, gesture-based technology, but all revolved around immersing that audience, that guest, that fan, that potential recruit in the story of that particular sports brand. So, and and you just mentioned recruit. I mean, who who is the audience? And, and actually, before I get there, I have to ask you, did, did you guys do the Kentucky football uh, facility? I know you did the baseball one. I th- saw that on your website, but I didn't know if you did the football one as well. We did not do the Kentucky uh, football okay. uh, facility, but we've done a number of projects at the University of Kentucky. Cause, and, and the only reason I ask is because I, I recently, within the last year or so, took a tour of the, of the football facility there, and that's when it struck me that I, I think my expectation was that it was just going to be, you know, a cafeteria and some really nice weight rooms and some nice meeting rooms, but the branding part of it is so important. And and when you do a college, for example, 
Um, clearly, some of the branding and some of the interactive parts were meant for the recruits. But are there other kind of audiences that, that you're trying to, uh, to, to, to communicate to? Sure. You know, it's, it's interesting that, that you highlight that audience of the recruit. Uh, I want to remind you the sports organization is just like a, a nonprofit or a for-profit organization in that uh, there are also stakeholders, right? And so in a, in a college sports organization, the stakeholders are also um, the alumni, the past lettermen and women who've come through that program. That, that's a stakeholder group. Mm-hmm. The audience is also made up of donors, uh, people who've chosen to invest part of their discretionary income, their wealth, into advancing that program. The audience is also the, the staff, the, the coaches, the assistant coaches, the administrators who are working in that environment, just like you would find, uh, again, in a for-profit business organization. And then another audience can sometimes be the fan, and, and you especially see that, George, when you're seeing a lot of this uh, kind of the behind-the-scenes footage, when you're seeing ESPN or HBO or Showtime do documentaries that are following either recruits or following the arc of a team, we're getting in those what used to be called and thought of as backstage areas or you know, privileged areas. Those are now becoming kind of the, the front of the stage, and they're being very much exposed to, to fans and audiences. So, yes, there are multiple audiences, and that's one of the, the first things that we do when we engage with a client is really trying to understand – who are, whom are those audiences on that particular project uh, with whom they're trying to engage and communicate? So can you um, take me through the process, take us through the process then of, of kind of how you uh, acquire a client and then, and I'm really interested in, you know, clearly somebody is, I don't, I don't think you guys design the actual facility itself. You've got some architects involved. They're involved in the in the university, but at what point does Advent come in, and and are you working together, or or you know, how how's that whole process? Sure. So, if you will pardon my uh, kind of simplistic metaphor, mm-hmm. uh, if the building is the cake, the architectures are, res- are responsible for designing the cake, right? The functionality, the structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Advent's responsible for designing the icing on the cake the decor of the cake. And a lot of us really form our impression of the cake around that first emotional uh, experience we have in in viewing and engaging with the cake. And so that additional layer of emotion is really important. And so as a project is coming online, as it's being planned by the university, if it's a new building, they will often reach out to – a professional firm like ourselves, and we'll be brought in as a consultant on the project, again, to kind of plan, think of, design, and be exclusively focused on what are the experiences, who are the audiences, what are the stories that we're trying to tell, what's the walk path that those potential audiences are going to engage in, how do we want it to unfold, where are those Instagrammable moments going to be orchestrated into the the experience. We're not focused on uh, the the capacity of a building. We're not focused on the HVAC system or the engineering of a building. We're focused on that human uh, user interface, if you will, especially of the brand and the story that's going to be brought to life in that space. 
you know, if you think about it, you brought up the audience earlier of a recruit. Uh, at the heart of effective brand marketing is about creating something that's differentiated, right? Differentiated mm -hmm. in the mind of the audience and the customer. And so these visits need to be highly differentiated and we believe need to be highly immersive and experiential. So we're brought in at that time. And and for, for people that have not had the, the, the luxury or the ability to have, have toured a, a college athletic facility from a big time program, for example, can you give an example or two of something that's differentiated, that's an ex experience that maybe a recruit or a donor would just go, wow, you know? Well, it, I appreciate you bringing that up because uh, it's in those touch points. And, and, and again, I, I told you earlier, part of our niche is to focus on those audience and create that wow moment. And so we do that for universities. We also do that for professional teams. And so an example of a differentiated moment is at the University of Southern California as they were planning and building the John McKay Center. Uh, we found out as a part of our discovery process with them, a process we call a story mining process, that the All-American Walk was really important to them. And so we created a design that would showcase all of their All-Americans in a pathway to the practice field. And it would showcase them in a way that the current team could walk past that showcase of All-Americans and touch the player that that he most identified with, whether it was because of the position or whether it was because of their reputation or, or whatever that emotional connection would be. But we would bring that out in a public space where guests and audiences and fans who were visiting the university could also see and touch and have their photograph made with those All-Americans. But at the end of that walk, we placed a Trojan sword in the base of a, of a, of a column in surrounding the base of that column were the five attributes of a Trojan. And so now on the way to the practice field as one last touchstone, those Trojan football players could touch that sword for luck. Mm -hmm. And that's a created moment. But also the fans could see those um, student athletes touching that for luck, and they could also uh, uh, have their photo made with it themselves. Similar to the uh, the uh, sign that uh, play like a champion today that that the the athletes from my alma mater touch before they exactly. go on the field at Notre Dame. Uh, John, exactly. let me let me pause but, here for a second it. and remind our audience that they're listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show here on Sirius XM 111, and we are speaking with John Roberson, CEO of Advent, and talking about sports branding. So, John, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I, I was just going to say that you know at Notre Dame that that's been a tradition for a long time, and Part of what we're about the purpose of is creating those traditions. At Notre Dame, that sign is touched uh, on the way out of the locker room. Most fans would never get a chance to experience that. And what we're able to do, see in that audience analysis we were doing that you were asking about earlier, is we're able to bring those moments of differentiation, those moments of emotional engagement and immersion out to reach the other audiences that that university wants to reach. Now, uh, we don't just do these kind of behind-the-scenes areas. Uh, uh, you may be aware that we help design a lot of the uh, fan engagement areas, mm -hmm. uh, the immersive areas for the Dallas Cowboys at their new headquarters 
uh, in Frisco, Texas, 98 acres. And the Jones family wanted that brand to really come to life and be current. And so we created sponsor partner inventory there, sponsor partner moments that do a really good job of immersing the fan in the Dallas Cowboys brand, but also honoring the brand theme of that sponsor partner without it being a commercial or disruptive. And because you're, you, you know, because this is the Wharton School podcast and because you, you have studied and had a great deal of, of experience yourself, both at the collegiate and the professional level, what we're trying to do is take someone from simply awareness. Uh, we're trying to take them to beyond activation to a real place of engagement so that we affect their emotions, so that we change their behavior, so that we try to either persuade them, in the case of a prospective student athlete who's a, a potential recruit, to spend their next four years with us, or if they're a fan, we try to either deepen their fan loyalty or we try to align them uh, and let part of their fan loyalty uh, have a halo effect or a brand equity effect on the sponsor partner brand. And we're a research-based firm, so we uh, are constantly studying. We've commissioned now um, several years of study about how recruits behave and how they persu are persuaded and what they respond to. And when we've just done our first quantitative study of actually the work at the star at the, at the Cowboys headquarters there in Frisco of how those exhibits affected behavior as it relates to sponsor partners, because I know you've read uh, and you've interviewed a number of the writers for the Sports Business Journal, we're going to see a trend toward greater accountability in proving the value of sponsor partner work. And so we wanted to, to be at the forefront of that research. Yeah, it's actually it's interesting you brought that up because that that obviously is 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 one of my areas uh, of expertise and and um, I'm curious. Do you first of all just for the audience? I mean, the, a big challenge for for teams uh, and properties often is uh, creating uh, inventory for sponsors, in particular like the Cowboys' all their signage is sold out and things like that. But but also sponsors are looking for more. They're looking for engagement. They're looking for ROI and and things like that and. Um, so this certainly sounds a great way to create something that that's that's specific and, and aligns with the sponsor itself. Do you guys, in the cowboy example, for example, do you do you have any conversations directly with the sponsors, or is is are the cowboys still the middleman there? Because it seems if you're going to create something that's going to be branded by a sponsor, they might want to have that conversation with you. Well, it depends. Uh, it depends on the client. Uh, we're engaged in a number of conversations with professional. Uh, NHL teams, um, uh, with NFL teams, uh, uh, with NBA teams around creating appropriate sponsor inventory because, you know, the, the real problem out there is we have a filtering problem. And the traditional – you mentioned signage. The traditional model that so many – professional franchises have engaged in uh, putting one more sign in the arena, that model is dead. It's not working. It's broken. And candidly, I think it's broken in the college market as well. And I think we've got to have a disruptive approach in both cases. And we've got to listen to the fans and see what they want. And what they want is a deeper experience with that brand that they're most loyal to, which is the sports brand. And they want it brought to them by the sponsor partner in a way that's true to both brands, 
that doesn't sell out. Uh, the fans are sophisticated. The millennial customer wants an authentic relationship. Um, they want an authentic experience. They want a deeper and differentiated experience that they can tweet and Instagram about. And so they're filtering out all of the signage because it doesn't apply to them much like those disruptive ads don't apply to us at the beginning of a YouTube video that where we watch that countdown clock, right? And we just mm -hmm. can't wait to, to skip that commercial. It's because it doesn't apply to us. And if we'd listen to the science that you and I have studied, you know, in our MBA work, we would realize that what the fan wants is something that's very apropos and authentic and in tune with their desires. And there's a real sweet spot there. We, we call that sweet spot, by the way, the value intersection, the intersection of the, of the, uh, the sports team's brand with the sponsor partner brand, but in a place where it delivers an authentic experience for the fan. And there's real value there. That's why we call it the value intersection. There's real value there. That's untapped potential. We believe that we're going to see a, a tidal wave of movement toward these authentic experiences, again, that deepen the relationship with the fan, that create a shared experience uh, that is something that you can communicate about on social media that that is different than the rest of the fans are getting. It definitely seems like you, you guys have done your homework and, and, and the like. What's next for you in Advent, and, and what are you looking forward to in the future? Well, I, you know, it, uh, you, you've read a lot and you're hearing a lot. I'm reading a lot about this, this idea of design thinking. And for us, it's, it's an approach of bringing creativity and design right around that idea of solving strategic problems or solving strategic marketing problems and doing it in a way that is emotional and persuasive. And so I foreshadowed it a little bit. I, th I think universities are going to move toward rethinking how they create sponsor inventory, sponsor experiences on their campus. I, I think we're going to see more ways where where uh, both college uh, teams and, and professional franchises are, are rethinking, how can I give the fans something more, something deeper? And I think our firm will be hopefully in those conversations to think about how can we bring design thinking in a way to solve these problems of deepening a customer uh, level of engagement, uh, immersion, um, emotional connection. We, we're hearing a lot, and I know you, you, you've probably interviewed some folks. We're hearing a lot about you know um, uh, uh, virtual reality. The problem with virtual reality is it's very solo. It's very – uh, uh, unshareable. Uh, and one of the things we're seeing, even at the Dallas Cowboys, we've done some gesture-based interactive kiosks there that allow kids and fans to, you know, compete against the likes of uh, Dak Prescott, and and they're able to measure their performance against their their heroes. And one of the things we're seeing is even if you didn't personally engage in that game, in that interactive experience. Your loyalty for the sponsor who brought you that game increases just by watching someone that you know, a friend of yours, a relative, participate in that. So uh, the data is just coming in, but we're, we're really able to move the needle on brand loyalty, fan loyalty for both the sports franchise and the sponsor uh, 
and we're able to give through this value intersection something that's really meaningful to the fan. And I think thereby in college areas, it'll be meaningful for the recruit and for the alumni and their audiences as well. Uh, that's where I see us moving. That's fantastic. Well, John, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.